Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the DDP. I'm Paul. It's the 16th day of November. Thanks for joining me as we journey through the Gospel of Luke, namely the fourth chapter of Luke, and we are in the wilderness temptation with Jesus. I want to pick up today with a thought that I just sort of brushed at the end yesterday. I mean, we went into pretty deep that Jesus knew Scripture. I talked about how he quotes all three temptation, he quotes Scripture back at the devil. There's even moments where the devil tries to quote Scripture to Jesus. Um, I, I talked about how you need to be immersed in the Word, or, and, the, and that really, knowing the New Covenant, the Word is Christ. I want to make sure that I emphasize this properly. There is no substitute for reading or hearing the Word. Paul said to the Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christos, hearing the word of Christ. That doesn't mean that my faith grows as I read every verse of the Bible, but rather that as I read about Jesus, as I see Christ, my faith grows. So when I say we need to know our Bible, there's a fine line between knowing your Bible in order to quote Scripture and knowing the life of Christ that we find by reading the Bible. When Satan uses Scripture on Jesus, which he will at the third temptation, I I think that one thing we could take away, and I'm trying not to get ahead of myself because we're not going to deal with the third temptation today, but I really want to put all this in one thought, is that Even the devil knows how to quote the Bible. So I I hear people quoting Bible all the time with such, like, that's it. I quoted a scripture. That's it. Like, here's the answer. Bible says it. I believe it. It's so. And I think we need to be careful with that attitude because it's not beyond any of us to quote Bible the way the devil did, which is quote it for our purposes. And you'll find something in there to quote. That leads me to this thought. Be careful that you don't make the Bible out to be the fourth member of the Godhead. This is happening almost subtly, where we know that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are the Trinity. We know expressions of God and of Jesus and of the Holy Ghost. But right there with it, we put the Bible. We evangelicals are are really bad about this. We put the Bible on par with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Really, you could say this. This is how a lot of us treat this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Scripture. And a lot of people don't even really think there's anything wrong with that statement. They're like, yeah, hey, the the Bible is God. It's right there on par with God. And that is simply not the case. The book that you hold is a collection of books. It's been modified. It's been trimmed. It's been taken away from. It's been added to. There used to be more books in there. Um, We are not basing our faith upon the Bible. We're basing our faith upon a resurrected Christ. We learn of him in the Bible, but it doesn't stop there. Our relationship with Jesus is not only in reading the scriptures, it's in knowing him. 
And this is why we talk about having a revelation of his love, making this real. It's not simply that I read it in the Bible. It's that I've met him, I've encountered him, and I have life in his name. So when I say know your Bible, I'm begging you, know your Bible. <laughs> read it. Know and, and memorize what you can. Know where to find things. Know what the scripture says. But don't put it on par with God and don't put every scripture of exact equal value. Go find Jesus. Where you find him, celebrate that. Okay, Luke chapter 4, second temptation beginning in verse 5. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Now, I think that we have softened this one. I really think we've made this one pretty easy for Jesus to overcome Because here's how we teach it. We go, well, Jesus knows that all power in heaven and earth is going to be given to him. He knows that his father created all these kingdoms. And there's no way he's going to get down on his knee and worship the devil so that he can have what he's going to have after the cross. And when we do that, we're discounting what I think the devil's actually saying. He's offering the kingdoms of the world because Jesus has come as the king of a new kingdom, but Jesus is going to be in his earthly form swallowed up by those kingdoms. Rome, in the earthly version of what we see as Jesus, Rome wins. It's going to kill him. Now, he is going to come out of that grave, and he's going to resurrect into a newness of life, and he's going to have a kingdom that knows no end. But the offer by the devil is not so simple as, bow your knee to me and I'll give it to you. The offer of the devil is, this belongs to me, and I can give it to whomever I wish. Join up with me. Lock arms with me, and we'll do this. We'll do this together. This... All is yours if you will worship me. Is Jesus refusing to use the means of the world, refusing to use natural power, but rather instead coming into the fullness of his power by stepping into weakness? He knows that if he bows knee to the enemy, he actually creates a weakness because he becomes a slave to the powers of this world. I am afraid that we have fallen into the second temptation more often than we realize. When we pick up the weapons of the world and call it just to help bring about goodness and rightness, and justice by using the machinery of the things of God that we could have had without Jesus. Anything we could have had without Jesus can't have Jesus with it. Jesus refuses this. Get thee behind me, Satan. 
For it's written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Get thee behind me, Satan, is a rebuke. The same rebuke he'll use on Peter when Peter tries to keep him from the cross. Because what Satan is ultimately offering is a chance to step into kingdom rule without dying through weakness. Never accept the offer of the world to take power without stepping into weakness. More from the temptations tomorrow. God bless.